My spirit abides among you. Do not fear. Amen. Amen. Take courage. Take courage, all you people of the land, says the Lord. The 2016 presidential campaign is over, and the outcome is not what most expected. But it is not simply the result of the election, but the campaign itself that has been and remains a defining moment for us as Americans, and maybe even as Christians. For the past few months, we have been bombarded with words of hate, not just from political candidates, but from the people of this country, many of whom call themselves Christians. So no matter what you are feeling today, excitement, relief, dismay, fear, or hopelessness, the need for us to listen to the words of the prophet Haggai and build a temple to God that is both glorious and magnificent is greater today than it has ever been, greater certainly than we thought even yesterday. How we build that temple, why we build that temple, and what form that temple takes is vitally important to each of us as individuals of faith, to our country, to our world, and as the prophet Haggai reminds us, even to God. If nothing else, this past campaign season has reinforced the belief, the deep and abiding belief, that God calls us to witness to God's presence in our world. We need to remind the world that God loves us all, no matter who we voted for. In fact, God loves us no matter what, period. God has got not forgotten us, no matter how scary things may look. My spirit abides among you, do not fear, says God through the prophet's mouth. No matter how afraid or angry or joyful we are over the outcome of the election, the work before me and before all of us who claim Christ as our Lord is the same today as it was yesterday. That work is about making a place for God in ourselves, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our mind, and with all our strength. That work that we have to do is about making a place for God in our churches and in our communities. Our work as people of faith is about helping to bring the kingdom of God near to those who desperately need that good news. No matter what side of the aisle you are on or what color your state ended up being last night. Haggai was preaching to a particular people who had experienced loss, significant loss. They had been a conquered people. They had been a people in exile 
forced to live in a foreign land. They were a people who faced the destruction of the temple, many whom only knew what it meant to live as exiles, lost. Their largest loss, however, was the loss of the sacred place where God could reside and be honored. The word that Haggai speaks to us is about God's charge to each and every one of us as individuals and as a community to rebuild the temple, the temple so that God can dwell in us and among us. Haggai inquires of those in the community who remember the former glory of the temple to comment on its current state. He asks them how it looks to them now, whether it is nothing in their sight. He knows that the people are discouraged, frightened. And if those to whom Haggai was speaking were anything like me or like us, I am pretty sure they had their moments of wondering whether God was present among them. You see, without a temple in which God could reside, they began to wonder if God was really with them or not. And things looked bleak. If God had abandoned them, God's chosen people, how would their world ever be right again? Yet even in this bleakness of existence, God speaks to the remnant of the people, just as God speaks to us today. Take courage, work, for God is with us. God's spirit abides among us. God bids us not to fear. God promises to shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land to shake all the nations so that the treasure of all nations shall come so that in this place God will give prosperity. And so the prophet Haggai urges the people to build a temple, the splendor of which will be greater than the former. In both Haggai's time and in our own, and especially today, the temple is not merely a building, but a community of faith living in response to God. The temple is not merely a building. The temple is not only literal, but figurative. God abides among us in buildings, in nature, in communities, in families, and in each and every one of us. I am reminded of the words of Psalm 139, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed Sheol, you are there. Through Haggai, God spoke to the remnant, bidding them to build a temple more magnificent and more glorious than the previous temple. God calls us today and every day to build a temple. God desires a place where God can reside, a place where God can be known both through us and sometimes even in spite of us. Yes, this presidential campaign season was a contentious one, filled with hateful words, with displays of dishonesty and disrespect. And the results have no doubt left many of us wondering if the temple has yet again be been destroyed 
wondering where God can be found now. Take courage. Take courage, all you people of the land, says the Lord. Work, for I'm with you, says the Lord of hosts. There is work for us to do. There is always work for us to do in building up the temple and making a place for God in our midst. My spirit abides among you. Do not fear, says the Lord of hosts. The election is over and much of the media is preaching doom. But as Christians, we cannot allow the media to have the last word. We must not allow ourselves to give in because we know that God always wins. God is calling us to be witnesses to God's love for creation. God is calling us to st stop fighting one another, to take courage and work, work to tackle the common enemies of humanity, enemies that plague us all. There is a palpable fear in our country, fear that is not unfounded, fears of racism, bigotry, xenophobia, sexism, classism, and the list goes on. Yet, in the words of Haggai, we must take courage and work, for the Lord of hosts is with us and God's spirit abides among us. As individuals, as a church, and as a seminary community, we are all being called to build and rebuild the temple, with each iteration making refinements, expansions, and more room for God to dwell inside of us. All of us are being called to respond to God's plea to us to rebuild the temple in ourselves, in our churches, and in our community. Yet we live in a world that so often lacks hope, a world that is mired in lies, in hatred, in distrust and destruction, a world that is increasingly, it seems, does not know or believe in a loving God and is not receptive to our Christian witness. Despite the apparent hopelessness of the world, and maybe even because of that hopelessness, we see and feel in the world we must be all the more about the work of temple building. Some of us feel called to build the temple through prayer and through our individual interactions with others. Some of us feel called to build the temple through action, participating in local initi initiatives such as voice, or traveling to North Dakota to stand beside the Sioux community of Standing Rock and speaking up when we witness the isms in our midst. As baptized Christians, all of us have been charged to seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving our neighbors as ourselves, to strive for justice and peace among all people, to respect the dignity of every human being. And as Christians, we have hope. We have hope for our lives and the lives of others here on earth through the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
As Christians, I think we see God and God's handiwork, where non-believers see humans and human handiwork. And I believe that as Christians, when we have glimmers and glimpses of hope, we see God's handiwork. In those instances where we see God at work, we need to point those moments, point to those moments as the ones that have the potential of being that common ground, those places where we can begin to speak to others about our faith and about God. I believe that some of those places of common ground can be found in the media. One of the places that brings me a sense of hope and courage, courage to do the work that Haggai writes about, the work of building a temple for God, happens every weekday morning at about 6.45 when Garrison Keillor presents the Writer's Almanac. On October 14th, it was the birthday of American poet E.E. E. Cummings and Keeler read one of Cummings' poems entitled, I Carry Your Heart With Me. I carry your heart with me. I carry it in my heart. I am never without it. Anywhere I go, you go, my dear. And whatever is done by only me is your doing, my darling. I fear no fate, for you are my fate, my sweet. I want no world. For beautiful you are my world, my true. And it's you are whatever a moon has always meant, and whatever a sun will always sing is you. Here is the deepest secret nobody knows. Here is the root of the root and the bud of the bud, and the sky of the sky of a tree called life, which grows higher than soul can hope or mind can hide. And this is the wonder that's keeping the stars apart. I carry your heart with me. I carry it in my heart. As I listened to Keeler read the poem, I could not help but think that Cummings had not only described the deepest connection that we can experience with another human being, but also the deepest connection we experience with God. The other day at lunch, I was in conversation with two people about the image we each have of God inviting us to be in relationship with God. One person said that each time his beloved lives in, leans in to touch his forehead with her forehead, he feels God's presence. For him, when someone leans toward him, he senses that invitation from God. The other NPR God moment for me happens on Friday morning when I hear a story from the StoryCorps initiative. I'm not ashamed to admit that I invariably cry whenever I listen to StoryCorps. <laughs> I don't cry for sentimental reasons. I cry because I hear in those stories signs of hope for God's people. God is present in the stories and in the lives of those telling the stories whether or not the people telling them realize that is what's going on. The StoryCorps mission is to preserve and share humanity's stories in order to build connections between people and create a more just and compassionate world. As a Christian, I know that this can't happen without God. Building a temple for God is hard work 
and it is hard work that we must be doing all the time, every minute of every day, even in exile, even in moments of doubt, or in the face of the non-believing world. The good news is that we are not alone. We have each other. But more importantly, we have God. God is with us. God is bidding us to take courage, to work, to not fear, but to know ourselves and to remind others that God abides in us and with us always. My prayer for us all today is that we find ways to build a temple for God in ourselves, in our church, and in our world that we can point to those moments of hope we experience and name them as proof of God's unending love for us, and that we find ways to bring others to the temple so that they too will know the love of God and the hope of resurrection. My challenge for us today as God's people who have some temple building to do is to ask ourselves, what difference will the splendor of our temple make in the world? What hope do we bring to those who believe that there is no hope or who cannot see that any hope remains for them? And do you truly believe that God abides in you? And if so, do you have the courage to show that to the world? Be the glorious temple that God created you to be, the temple that God needs you to be, the temple that God needs you to build. Amen.